Okay. Um, you know, I was going to do the standard Theta Gang intro. Um, but, you know, it'd just be, be kind of weird if I just said the intro and started naming off um, earnings as if, like, I didn't take like months long uh a months long break before recording my next episode this episode so i just want to say um i'm not officially back yet but there are a lot of stars aligning for this weekend to be the weekend where i squeeze out an episode but uh as you can hear my voice is not 100% and that's basically sums up my uh my podcasting uh, luck as of late. So the main reason why I've taken uh, this podcast slash live stream hiatus was because a lot of the time when I would find myself recording the podcast or doing the live stream earlier in the year, I was thinking to myself, man, I really wish I could just finish V3, you know? Like I really wish I could just bang it out and then just have it done and so I could stop talking about it because I don't like talking about things that I'm like going to do, you know, rather I'd rather just have it be done and rather say like, hey, check this out. This is something that I made. Just kind of my identity. So it felt really weird saying that V3 was almost done all the time when I knew how much work had to be done. Um, and I, as I was like completing it, right, like I'd always find like one more thing to do. As of this episode, I still haven't really broadcasted out that V3 has been released. It's not mentioned on Twitter. I haven't live streamed since um, the break, and I haven't podcasted since the break. And so I wish I had my energetic voice to be super hype about this right now. Um, But for lack of volume, uh, I guess I'm just announcing it now. V3 is now out at ThetaGang.com. If you haven't been there in a while, it should look a little bit different. The site should be faster, and there's a whole lot of new things that I can do that wasn't able to be done before because it was it's basically a whole rewrite. So I'm happy that it's done. I think it's in a really, really solid spot to start iterating on. I've already iterated a good bunch since the initial release about a month ago. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm just super pumped. I feel like it's in a good spot, uh, and I'm already working on like a next big feature, which is about earnings. One of the main features that I particularly enjoy about datagain.com is the futures. Um, I always found myself going to different websites to look at futures. Um, you know, if I'm just waiting in line for a restaurant or if I'm doing something I want, just want to see in passing, it's pretty hard to see futures. Uh, you first have to go on Google, type it in, and then you go to a website that might have futures available. But then there's like this like modal that always pops up and says, "Hey, do you want to, you know, accept these cookies or do you want to um, sign up for this newsletter?" And I was, and there's so many ads all the time. I wanted just a nice place to just sort of see futures, just because I like to see what the vibe is like before I go to bed. So I built that. Uh, and now I'm finding out about the really the same issues with earnings. You know, I say, you know, what the earnings are this week um, is for the podcast. And I always go on Twitter. I might look for earnings whispers or I might go on earnings whispers site. 
it's just kind of a hassle. And so I'd rather bring that in-house. Right now I'm currently working on a feature to sort of um, basically an earnings calendar um, that's hosted by ThetaGang.com. Uh, and I kind of want to integrate that with the uploading trades feature where maybe if you're uploading a trade, instead of clicking a box that designates it's the earnings trade, maybe I could detect that for you. And it's just one less sort of input that you have to do. And or I could give you sort of like a warning, you know, like if you're uh, logging a trade and earnings are coming up, I can let you know that that's happening. And so... I think there's a lot of cool things. I've already got the data that I need to make it work. It's just about sort of doing the work now. As I was sort of um, coding V3, and I, I promise we'll, we'll sort of talk about stocks in a bit um, because, you know, I guess that's what most people listen for. But the website is super important to me. Um, and I want to kind of integrate the website more with the podcast and, and with the live stream. So I have this new flair that I'm gonna be giving out to uh, users trades um, and I'm gonna mark it as like, it's, it's gonna be somewhat similar, it's just gonna say podcast basically. And if you're marked with this flare, it means that you were mentioned on the podcast and then you'll be able to click on the podcast flare and then hear which episode um, your trade was mentioned. So as you're sort of, sorry, my voice cracked. As you're um, uploading trades and doing things normally, um, now I'm just like, you know, if I see a good trade, I'll probably pick it, pick it out of a few bunch, and then mention it as a section, a new section on the podcast. Because I realized that, like, one of the main things that differentiates me than really uh, everybody else that tries to do something similar to this is the community that I have. I think I'm very lucky, I'm very fortunate to have supporters that financially support the website but also just morally support me in like the best way possible i'm very thankful for the sort of culture that um me and my supporters have it, it feels very casual and it doesn't feel forced and that's all i could really really thankful uh be thankful for um so with that said i want to bring like the platforms that i am visible on sort of closer i want the podcast to be more deeply integrated with the stream, the website, and I want to bring like all of these different ecosystems together because I understand that there's some people that I only ever communicate to on Twitch. There's some people that only listen to this podcast. You know, maybe they say, ah, the website's cool, but it's not for me. And there's some people that only know about the website. So I'm dedicating this year to really creating this community um, and it, that's like sort of integrated with each other instead of having three different silos. So I think that's enough about the website. You should check it out. There's a lot of cool features on there. Looks way cooler, way cleaner, in my opinion. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at juni at thetagain.com. That's J-O-O-N as in Nancy, I-E at thetagain.com. Uh, I can't promise that I'll reply, but I can promise that I'll read it. So thank you, uh, and hope to hear from you soon. Okay, so with the website out of the way, and I guess officially announced with my really raspy voice, I guess I should explain why I have a raspy voice. So <laughs> it's so it's so dumb. So I've been going to bachelor parties, 
Um, lots of my friends are getting married, and that's very cool. Um, and I've been also training jujitsu a lot more, going to competitions, you know, cutting weight, all of the, all of that good jazz. The the reason why I'm uh, sounding like this is not because of a competition, and it's not because of a bachelor party. I'm not even sick, which is low key kind of the scariest part about this all. I was just rolling jujitsu on like a really normal say like I think this happened Tuesday like a very normal Tuesday um and oh I, I just totally forgot to mention yeah I so I developed cauliflower ear on my right ear and it's it's pretty bad like it's not like a like a little bit of cauliflower ear I've been training jiu-jitsu for almost five years now uh and I've never developed cauliflower ear till now and I think it has to do with my sort of change in style of how I do jiu-jitsu now. I'm adopting more of like a wrestling mindset. Um, so I'm just finding myself getting caught in, in a lot more things that I normally wouldn't put my head or ear in. And so I developed this cauliflower ear and um, to my sort of girlfriend's like uh, pleasure, I've been putting on a headset or a, a headgear so that my ear wouldn't get messed up anymore because she literally takes these syringes and sticks them into my ear. And this is going to sound so gross. And I'm so sorry if you're like squeamish to this type of stuff. So maybe, you know what? I'm actually going to take like four seconds here and let you find the skip button. So skip like, I, I think a good amount of skip would be like a minute and a half, maybe. Yeah, skip to her like a minute and a half. I'll wait a little bit. Okay, so... She's been draining my ear every night, and she gets so mad at me because I'm not stopping uh, my training. Um, but I can't because I've literally had, um, to, to for this year, I've had four competitions already. Um, and I have a competition actually this coming week. And so I've been wearing this headgear as like a compromise because that's what we do <laughs> as boyfriends slash, you know, future husbands slash husbands, right? Like, you got to learn to compromise. So I have this headgear. That I, I'm not really a huge fan of wearing. Um, but someone got me in a guillotine. And if you don't know what a guillotine is, it's basically what you would imagine what a headlock is. And you try to choke someone while headlocking them. So someone gets me in this guillotine. And they are cranking on it. Like, usually, you know, you, you crank on it for a little bit. And then you, like, move to a more dominant position. Because, like, you're sort of winning there. And but this person was really adamant on trying to finish me at the position, and looking back, I probably should have just tapped and just moved to the next position because like you know, what's a tap to like something that could potentially damage my ear? But it wasn't until like we slapped and we slap bumped after the roll, where you know you normally sh like shake hands and say you know good job and stuff, that when I said hey good job, my voice sounded. This my voice right now sounds way better, but my voice sounded so raspy and so shot that I w I don't know I just didn't think much of it. I, I was like, okay, it's gonna get better. Um, but it's been about a week now, and I'm you know I really wanted to get out a podcast one of these weeks, and my girlfriend right now is in a bachelor at a bachelorette party right now. Uh, she's been away for the weekend, so this has given me a lot of time to sort of like think and plan and do something cool with a podcast. But 
I sound like this. <laughs> and instead of, say, like, delaying the this podcast episode by about maybe, like, a, I don't know, a month or something, I thought I would just do it now just to say that, hey, I'm still alive. I'm still trading. But the my supporters, my patrons know that I'm still alive and kicking and still trading because they see... You know, that I'm still active in Discord and still trading via datagang.com slash Junie. Um, but for po- people on the podcast, uh, you, you know, there's a good handful of you that actually wrote in. I'm going to try to pull that up right now. Um, I do read every single email uh, because my email inbox isn't uh, full to the brim. Uh, but then there's, there's just sometimes people ask like a lot of questions at once. I, I just don't have the time to go and, and be as detailed as I want. So I kind of keep it as like a policy where, or a self-policy for myself where I don't um, respond to everything. But I promise that I will read it though. Um, yeah, I mean, here here's um, here's Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, uh, I'll say just Jeremy uh, B., of for his last name i don't want to sort of dox him but jeremy um asked how i was doing he said hi junie long time listener here i even did one of your intros a while ago in 2021 i was just waiting and waiting for a new podcast as i really religiously listened to it when i commute to see my family on weekends and i noticed that you haven't made one since the beginning of january are you planning on stopping the podcast or did something happen i'm not worried as per se as i understand that you might be very busy or whatever but you can just tell me that everything is fine. I'd be happy. And so, you know, this is one of the, I guess, the special occasions where I would reply. You know, if something, if it's something short and it's very sincere, yeah, I, I replied and I told them like I was working on V three, and that I'd make um, that I'd make a comeback eventually. Um, but I didn't imagine that my voice would be like this. Um, Ian, uh, my bad. That's my phone. Um, Ian message in and just ask what's going on with the pod haven't seen an upload since january hopefully everything is good um let me see a guy named jason jason r um asked me a really 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 thoughtful um magic the gathering question he said first off just want to say i've been a big fan of the pod for a while now thanks for being such a real down-to-earth person Recently, my girlfriend has been playing MTG with her coworkers after work with their spare cards. I want to get her a deck um, of her own, but I know nothing about MTG and what's good for beginners. I would also like to get into MTG so I could play with her. Do you have any advice getting into this hobby? Um, any advice would be appreciated. Thank you kindly. And so, oh my goodness, this is such a jam-packed question. I didn't know where to start, but I gave I gave a good, thorough answer, and I hope, uh, Jason, you you're able to still, um, or that you're still playing Magic the Gathering. It's a really fun game. It's gotten a little bit sus with just how much they've been printing. But, I mean, after the Fed been printing money, like, what else is sus? Um, let's see. And another person, Sean, uh, Mr. Sean, wrote me a very thoughtful message um, that I also got back to. So there's been a handful of people um that have reached out to me. Uh, there's like about four or five more people here that I just, you know, will say just a passing thank you for, you know, taking time out of your day to 
email me, which is already huge. That's probably the hugest part. But there's another part to it where it's like, you also have to be grateful for that you didn't put out, or I'm just speaking, I guess, in second person or third person here. I haven't put out content in quite some time. And the fact that someone uh, recognized that absence and then took another step further and decided to email and check up on me, I think that's one of the one of the coolest parts about doing this in general. Because um, it's not often that I think you get a genuine fan base, um, sort of like mine. Um, for as much as, you know, I'm open and I troll sometimes on Twitter, I, I definitely do see um, the capability of me having a much less friendly sort of um, fan base. But for the people that have written in an email or use the site or go on to the live stream, everyone has been so, so nice. Um, especially again, my supporters on, uh, from Patreon. Um, it's almost weird to say supporters. Like I kind of cringe at the fact that I say supporters sometimes. Um, but I also don't want to just like outright label them friends. I don't know. I've count major as a friend, slow motion as a friend, Mr. Integrity Arf, man. There's so many cool, cool people that I've met on the internet, um, that help support me like in this in, in the grand scheme of things, this isn't something huge. This isn't like the next million dollar startup. Uh, and I'm not like sort of accepting like angel money. This is just a passion project. And just randomly fate or life decided that these, you know, sort of friends that I've stumbled upon uh, chose to support me and still to still do to this day. And it's really cool. So again, just thank you. And speaking of support, uh, I, I, there is something to be said about how I sort of market uh, Theta Gang, uh, especially the, the, the premium or the, the supporters or the whatever you want to call the, the, that package, right? Like where you get to join the Discord and you get like, a, like some perks on the website or whatever. Um, I've never bought an ad for ThetaGang.com. Um, and I don't like blast Twitter or, you know, have huge advertisements on my live stream or, um, I, I don't really even bring it up on the podcast, um, besides maybe saying, you know, this, uh, the patrons names at the end. Um, but the latest few people, maybe two out of the last four people that have joined have joined like very organically like maybe it's them um reaching out to me saying hi or that they're interested in joining patreon or something um and it's been either through email and twitter so one through email one through twitter um and it it's just always starts as a genuine conversation and it's just hearing them out um and they might ask a question or two and i just have time that day and so i respond um, and then they might say like, Hey, you know, actually I'm in, I'm excited, um, uh, and interested in joining the, the Patreon or whatever. My first gut reaction always is just be like, Hey, you know, never any pressure to join and do this sort of, or, and support me financially or anything, because really all the content that I put out is free. There's nothing, 
there's nothing really pay gated besides seeing my trades and my trades aren't even that great and we'll get into that a, a little bit later too but um uh i would say like i would want you to just basically join if you needed sort of a community that's like not so wall street betty still fun and still responsible but you know sort of casual and we're you know nothing nothing too i guess shilly like i can't imagine myself saying hey the first 10 people to join get like 50% off or something that does that just doesn't seem like how i'd want people to join or a reason why people would want to join right or i wouldn't want to say hey join now and see my 100% gonna win yolo trade uh on nvidia or something like that's that's not me and uh i want to say like the again referring to the two people that joined it's like i want them to know that everything that i do is free <laughs> like to even use the cost basis sort of software that I have on the datagang.com website, that's free. Like, there's nothing pay gated on datagang.com. There's no ads. Like, this isn't about the money. I just really want people to understand that if they sign up for something like this, it should be primarily to support the website, you know? I do think, uh, a, like, Maybe a majority? I don't know. Definitely in the initial joining. I think there's a majority of people that do sign up just to see my trades, which is really nuts to me because, I don't know, I've always just had a reluctancy for, you know, wanting to join someone's service to see their trades. But if someone's going to do it, I mean, I guess I can provide that and just be a good example of what to expect from other people because I think other people that share their trades don't do a good job of showing their losers. Um, where if I show every single one of my trades, win or lose, it should give you a realistic sort of viewpoint of what you can expect when you sort of join uh my i i don't know my premium service <laughs> it's just so funny to say um so yeah if you do want to see my trades they are also free right like as long as as long as um they're not currently open but all my trades are logged at datagain.com slash juni um the website is free the cost basis tracker is free the podcast is free the live stream is free Heck, even on the live stream, I show my open trades. So if you like, really, if you wanted to, you can just wait once per week and see it there. Though I just haven't streamed in quite some time. But that's one of the things that I'm most excited to do again, um, actually, once my voice is feeling better, is I want to be able to stream uh, and do, I don't know, fun stuff. I don't know what that stuff is yet, but I do want to start getting my portfolio out there again being able to show everybody um, besides just my sort of like patrons inside Discord, my portfolio. Okay, and um, I guess segueing into my sort of uh, trading journey uh, so far for this year. Right now it's um, May 7th, 2023. My profit loss year to date 
right now is $31,413.97. So 31.4K is definitely not bad um, of a start. Um, that's kind of broken down um, into, here's my, I guess, biggest wins here. So it's like I've had um, my biggest winnings come from NVIDIA, AMD, Costco, Target, Shopify, Google, and Coinbase. So, so far this year, the only losses that I've occurred is my one spy put that I bought uh, in December of last year that I closed this year in January. Um, same goes with this QQQ put that I bought, but I won. So they basically cancel each other out. But besides that, besides my two puts that sort of negate each other and that I bought in December, um, I've only sort of won <laughs> this year. But that sounds super silly, and I don't want you to think that I think I'm a trading god. Um, but I do want to explain some of the things that got me here um, in this very comfortable state, uh, the strategies that I employed to get here. So earlier this year, um, we had some market turmoil. Um, I think that's the sort of best way I could say it. It was really, really scary. Um, it still kind of is low-key. Um, the market is not doing what everyone expects it to do. So far, we've had a lot of melting up. Um, there's a lot of people talking about, um, you know, there's so many layoffs. Inflation is still going up, though the speed of it going up is lessening. You know, the Fed keeps tightening um, and keeps raising rates. Uh, you know, there's so many things to look down on. Um, and a lot of the feeling that I got earlier in this year sort of reminded me of the COVID rally, the very beginning of it, where there was just so much negativity. And when, when I see that people are, you know, very bearish, but also mad that the market is going up, I see that as like a personal contrarian indicator of, hey, you know, I think it's very possible that the market's just going to keep going up. There's too many people sort of expecting it to go down. And you see how there's this element of oogla boogla that I'm introducing in my sort of philosophy is that, you know, with the times that I've thought that the market would die, it hasn't. Um, the times where the mar I thought the market would rally, sometimes it has, but so also sometimes it hasn't. I've understood that really the market, it doesn't matter what you personally think it will do. I kind of like to see how people are reacting. Um, when I saw that people or you know, closer to my friend group, my friends, um, stopped talking about trading, you know, I took that as a you know uh, a sign to keep dollar cost averaging and continue buying stocks. I even have a note somewhere about dollar cost averaging. Um, because I don't hear my friends talk about it. I don't know where it is. And maybe that's a good feature to have is be able to look up your notes by what you've said before. But 
one of the main things that I looked for as I was dollar cost averaging that, you know, and I've, I've been dollar cost averaging like this entire year. Um, and my primary sort of gains that I've gotten from this market so far have been from very, very aggressive covered calls winning at like the last second and also a good, good bunch of entries dollar cost averaging because it was scary. It's very scary to buy stocks when things are going down. But I think I've really sort of like um, trained that muscle to do it. And this year is the year that I'm basically proving it. So um, as I was saying, a lot of my uh, sort of winnings here, and I'll show it on stream too when I eventually stream. There's this like cool summary that I can like show off about, you know, my sick gains. I'm I'm doing a I'm doing a goofy voice, but you can't hear it because my voice sounds like this. But you can see my sick gains um, on stream because you know that's that's all we like to talk about is just how we win. Um, so Nvidia and AMD are still the stocks that I I really am trying to uh, make my uh, sort of majority of my gains on for this year. Um, but Shopify came out of nowhere and Shopify is one of those stocks that I did dollar cost averaging on the probably the most to be to be honest because when if I would invest in Nvidia or AMD uh, I would usually do a buy right where I buy a hundred stocks and then sell immediate cover call I would basically trade AMD and Nvidia in uh, in bunches of a hundred but Shopify, um, I've been buying in batches of 13, 25, you know, 12. Like basically, the um, you know, my dollar cost average plan that I usually advocate for, for if you're undecisive of what to buy and how to buy, um, which I could go in on another episode on maybe in the future. Um, but Shopify is looking to me be my third best stock for this year, where it was Costco, but Shopify with its recent earnings, um, has really, really done well for me. Um, needless to say, uh, I do want to say that, you know, I've been doing this for like the last four months, five months. Um, this wasn't like a huge earnings play. Um, and for AMD and NVIDIA as well, you can look at thetagame.com slash Juni. Uh, a lot of my, you know, trades have just been the regular same old, same old. It's just buying stock, and selling covered calls when I reach 100 of it, selling the occasional cash-secured puts when I feel extra confident, um, and just rinse and repeat, really. Um, you What you'll notice is, like, I never bet my entire bag, and I think that's a very, very difficult habit to break from when you're from Wall Street Bets, because, really, I get it. Your dopamine receptors in your brain sort of don't fire off uh, enough for your synapses to be stimulated if you're not betting your entire bag because other than your entire bag the number ticks up and down too slow I get it but maybe you know after you get got enough times you start to realize like oh you realize two things you either realize you're never going to invest I'm doing air quotes you're never going to invest again or the next time you do it you're going to try to do it more responsibly and it's when you do that route, when you want to do it more responsibly, you might start off doing it responsibly in the beginning when you pick it up again. 
but there's always that itch that will never go away that makes you think, what if I bet the entire bag on this? It could change my life. But that sort of thinking and the, the lack of you know, seeing into the future sort of messes you up. The stock market isn't here to change your life. I think for me, I think of it as a way to supplement my life. I'm able to make a lot of decisions that I would not be able to make if I had not entered the stock market. Uh, in 2020, I made 50K. In 2021, I made 49K. In 2022, I think I was down 17K. And so far this year, I'm up 31K. So whatever I'm doing right now is letting me not have to necessarily worry about buying a house. I know one day I will be able to buy one. It's not a matter of like, can I afford it? It's just really about timing now. Like because of, you know, my ability to be disciplined and not bet the whole bag. Because there was a lot of times where I thought I was very certain on something where, you know, that that devil on the shoulder does say like, hey, just do it. Uh, it'll be fun. <laughs> um, but because I was disciplined and never bet the whole bag and I kept my gains um, going but in a responsible way, um, I can make those decisions. Like I can buy a house if I want. I can, uh, you know, I could buy a wedding ring if I want. I could go on vacation and not think about price if I want. I have so many choices that I'm able to pick between because I did this. Um, my future sort of thinking when I was when I was trading was, you know, I want to be able to afford a house with a big driveway to teach my kids on, like basically how to ride a bike on it. And I, it is still my goal till today. So I know that if I bet my bag, there's a chance that that might not happen. But if I continue to do what I do responsibly, that that is not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when. I was also just reflecting um, a little bit into like what sort of motivates me to, you know, trade as well as I do. Um, and by trading well, I mean being transparent and logging and and uh, being responsible. I don't mean trading well like oh, you know, win after win after win. I'm, I'm I don't care about that. But something that keeps me on track and keeps me going is the community that I'm I'm a, I'm a part of, right? I'm not a part of a of a community that's all about gains or is all about money or is all about like finance and stuff. I'm surrounded by real human beings that have interests, that have real jobs, that get busy sometimes, that get got but are still willing to learn from each other. That is I think the number one reason why I th I think I was able to trade I'm still able to trade as well as I do. Because I have a friendly community that is real and that's, that is supportive. Where maybe in another s sort of group you have, I don't know, everyone just wants to win a big bag. And those that lose get left behind because, you know, maybe you're too embarrassed to talk about your loss. Or anybody that does win doesn't want to, like, you know, talk with the losers. They just want to get more and more insight for the winners. And, you know, they get siloed and eventually they lose. And then they feel left out because they didn't give attention to those that lost. And 
it it's it's tough it's tough and i i just i also don't think that this is just trading i think this is just human behavior in general uh if i had a theta gang equivalent for fish keeping for bonsai keeping uh for skateboarding this is the type of community where you excel and you excel because you want to excel not because you're trying to impress people or you're trying to one-up anybody like this is this is cool and i want this to be something that organically grows bigger and bigger i want this to impact more and more people but of course i want to do that in a scalable and personable way i don't want to sell ads or buy ads i don't want to promise sick gains for just you know my patron number or user numbers to go up i want this to just be a thing that sort of lasts forever and hopefully you know the impacts that i make on the people that join if even if they do leave i hope that they can you know s- help spread the sort of positivity it sounds super cringe um but it it is it is very different from a typical training group and again i know i keep harping back to this but thank you thank you so much um and i guess lastly or maybe not lastly just one more i just <laughs> I'm like getting caught up in my words. I haven't done this in a while. Um, I do, I guess, want to talk about earnings really quickly. Um, my voice is getting really, really shot, though. Um, before open tomorrow, uh, we have Tyson and Six Flags. After close tomorrow, we have PayPal, Palantir, Lucid, uh, as well as Hims, Hers. Before open on Tuesday, you have Nicola. Uh, Digital Ocean, Under Armour. After close on Tuesday, you have Airbnb, Rivian, Twilio, Upstart, and Affirm. Before open on Wednesday, you have Roblox. Uh, after close on Wednesday, you have Unity, The Trade Desk, and Walt Disney, as well as Robinhood, actually, and Beyond Meat. Before open on Thursday, you have JD and Krispy Kreme, as well as Fiverr. And I think that's about it. Yeah. So I think the biggest earnings this week, in my opinions, include PayPal, just because PayPal is pretty crucial just to see the health of fintech. Um, They're less growth oriented uh, than, say, like Square, uh, but they are important. Um, Twilio as a SaaS service, it'll be interesting to see if... I don't know if they're growing, if it justifies their price or their, you know, recent correction. Twilio has gone down quite a bit. Um, Walt Disney or Disney in general, pretty good stock just to see how entertainment has been impacted. Disney is different than Netflix as it doesn't have like a whopping amount of debt and is always trying to crawl out of a hole. Disney makes plenty of money. So any sort of up or down on its you know, services is not as detrimental as it would be for, you know, a SaaS service like Netflix, but it is something to look at. Um, and I think, I think that's it. I mean, there's a lot of meme stocks sort of reporting. There's Wendy's, Palantir, Lucid, Nicola, um, and I think Affirm and Upstart have low-key been meme status before too. It, it just goes to show you, you know, you kind of, uh, 
you'll learn eventually, but earnings are dangerous. I say it for a reason. Uh, if you want to trade it for fun with disposable income, I think that's perfectly fine. I almost welcome it because I understand the, the thrill. I used to do it a lot. But these days, I just keep, I keep saying like, you know, if I bought a naked call on Rivian, that was maybe like, I don't know, 130 bucks, 160 bucks. I always just say like, well, that's about a, like a week of my AMD shares being in a covered call. And I think I'd just rather keep the 160 bucks. Um, especially, <laughs> this is kind of weird, but especially when I've recently like touched money, like maybe it's like a holiday or it's my birthday or something where I have like, I usually like touch cash, maybe it's gifted or something. Um, I'll like have this realization like, wow, me collecting 160 bucks from an AMD cover call, you know, it's hard to make make that feel tangible because you do it so often and it becomes like a cycle, but you realize like, wow, like this is money that other people normally wouldn't get for holding the shares and I could even buy two more shares with this, you know, or something. It's just, why would I play earnings when I know that this is guaranteed and that's that's the mental shift that I'm starting to get or I'm starting to take on and I'm becoming more more risk adverse um, as my trading career is developing because you would think that having a bigger bankroll or a bigger portfolio means that you can make more plays and you can be more risky but the way that I look at it right now is First, I don't want to change what's been working. So I've, I've consistently been doing the same thing. And second, when I sort of like win more or I gain more from my winning plays, I think of it as a means to just extend and guarantee. I, I say guarantee with like air quotes, but if what I've been doing for the last three, th almost three and a half years, uh, it, it almost blows my mind. On thetagain.com slash junie, my first trade was in 2019. Okay? And I've logged every single trade from 2019. And I've been doing the same thing for three and a half years. When I get to some obscene amount of years on this account, I am going to flex on everybody Right, like I already think I'm at a flexing point because I don't think there's any trading service out there where there's a record that of this long and this transparent of wins and losses, right? Like I've been doing the same thing and I keep saying that it's been working and I have proof that it's been working, right? 2022 was a difficult year. I think it was a difficult year for many traders. I ended up with minus 13K or minus 17K. Um, but I did less worse than SPY. And this year, I'm up 31K so far. And I think I'm doing better than SPY. I'm not. I'm actually not sure about that one yet. But I'm doing pretty well. Like, I feel like 31K on a... How big is the portfolio now? 31K in a 250K portfolio, basically. It's not bad. Um... I have, I'm in a really good spot. I have shares. It's not like 
my 31k is basically like inside some sort of risky play or anything right right now i just have shares and some contracts um namely like covered calls and a cash secure put on nvidia but i'm in a good spot with a very good buffer for having a green 2023 i don't want to change anything any winnings or any gains i get just sort of accelerate how much i'm able to get um using this strategy i don't want to change and incorporate earnings plays because, you know, I have the bankroll for it now or I have extra income um, for it. It's like I don't want to change anything because I believe in in my sort of technique. I believe in my system. Um, and I want to be able to talk about my system for free. Like, I don't want you to have to pay. I don't want you to feel like this is pay-gated. If you want to ask more questions about my system if you haven't already caught up on it basically on my podcast because I I definitely have been mentioning it since the start of the podcast it's just how I like to trade and what I like to do what I look for that's all for free it's not pay gated you don't join the Patreon or the Discord to learn more about my trades or you know learn more about um, how I particularly do things, unless if you want to ask those questions, because a lot of that has already been just put out there in the wild. Um, maybe I should actually add some sort of part of the website where I can put a more condensed version <laughs> instead of making you listen to hours of podcasts. I can give like a I could write like a small blog or a small checklist of things, um, but. My case in point is none of it is pay-gated. Um, I, want, I want to make sure that, you know, if you're listening to this and this is your first episode, first of all, I'm sorry that my voice sounds like this. Um, but if you just listen back and you, you know, churn through the tangents and churn through all the personal stuff that I might mention, um, I do talk about trading sometimes. And you can um, learn more about my strategy um, there. So I guess I've caught you guys up with uh, a little bit about my life, a little bit more. Um, talked about, you know, my cauliflower ear, uh, some of my jujitsu stuff. Um, talked a little bit about the website. Um, and then talked a little bit about earnings, uh, some trading philosophy. Um, I guess for the last part about my... Um, about some of my recent success, I guess, you know, I'm saying that also with air quotes. Um, so far this year, um, trading at the top is probably the the hardest thing to do as a investor slash trader. Because you always think like, hey, the second I buy this thing or the second I trade this thing, it's going to go down. But there are ways that you can comfortably trade at the top and have a neutral perspective and that's just the sort of mantra that I've been kind of abiding by um, this year because like I said this does feel like the COVID rally where everyone's just always saying okay now this is the top okay now this is the top okay now this is the top now it's for sure gonna go down um but it, it just hasn't been the case um besides a few like really outstanding um, stocks that have gone down this year. But for AMD and NVIDIA, 
it really has felt like people have always been just calling the top. Um, and while I play it heavily, I do play it um, very responsibly. I'll buy um, stock and then I'll sell the very aggressive at the money covered call. That basically, I, I'm basically saying, hey, you know, I'll buy the stock right now. Um, if it goes down, I collect, you know, $1,100. But if it goes up, uh, I collect $800. And it sounds good to me because especially if I just want to invest in NVIDIA, I already love NVIDIA. I already like it a lot. So I'm going to just buy it. And if I could get paid to buy it, I should. And so that's one of the advantages that I've gotten since, you know, 2022. I went... Um, I went cash at the very end. Um, and so this year I've had a lot of capital to be uh, ready to deploy. So as things were going up, I was welcoming the movement up because I was playing such a win-win scenario with doing buy rights and then selling the covered calls at the money. Um, after enough times, after en enough wins of those, you get yourself into a really nice cost basis. And so that lets you start selling cash secured puts with a really good buffer for the downside movement. So if you do four buy rights for say a stock like Nvidia and you win four of those, your cash secured put that you will eventually write if you want to, or else you, or else you can just keep doing buy rights. The cash secured put you eventually write will um, be, I don't know, it will just have a lot more room to be wrong before you're actually read on your entire position. And that's, I think, the, the simplest way I could explain it right now without giving like a concrete example. But if you wanted to see actual real-life examples, you can go to thetagang.com slash Juni, and you can click on any of my NVIDIA trades, and they'll give you like a whole summary of what I've done for NVIDIA this year and for the last three and a half years. Same thing with any of the stocks I've ever traded. You can always see an entire log of what I've traded uh, for that particular stock. So <clears throat> that's about it. My voice is super shot. So I think with any hope of me recovering in time for this Tuesday for a live stream, that's probably not going to happen. Um, but I am glad that I got, I just made time essentially to record this podcast. There won't be a 1% section as I feel like I want to do that with my voice being 100% normal um, because I want to bring on the hype. I want to bring on the good vibes. And it's getting kind of hard to, you know, sort of talk through this this frog voice I have um, right now. So what I want to end this with is a promise that I will be back with another episode uh, and my live stream will be on some sort of regular cadence, whether if it's once a month or once a week or maybe bi-weekly I don't know yet um but you know as I'm recovering from this sort of <laughs> this guillotine throat that I'm that I'm basically going through uh I'll be coming up with a schedule and I'll announce it in the next episode um but yeah I hope everyone is doing doing well you know there's a, there's been a lot of chances this year for you to get got if you did get got, uh, your life is not over. You know, money is just money. That's also something that I've sort of been learning. Um, oh, man, yeah. Uh, my parents have also been doing really well. Um, short story, 
happy story is my stepdad is not considered diabetic anymore, apparently. His A1C level is like five. So that's great. He's like reversed it. Um, and it's also really cool because I feel like I played a large part in that with me changing his diet by actually visiting him and then cooking him something because he hates cooking new things. But um, anyway, so my stepdad's great. My mom is also doing better. Um, she she might not be doing great, but she's doing good. I don't think she's um, 100% back to normal as, as opposed to her like pre-COVID self. But uh, and for anyone that's mentioning, I'm, I'm not talking about she caught COVID and then got and then changed. It's just she went through some changes in her life and uh, in her everyday. You know, a workaholic not being able to work suddenly gives you time to be in your thoughts, and sometimes that's not very good. Um, so my mom's doing good. My stepdad's doing great. Um, and yeah, I mean, I want to go more in depth about literally everything that I talked about. Um, and I, honestly, I want to sound better than this, but I just know I had to do it or else I wouldn't do this episode because things just keep coming up. Wish me luck at my next jiu-jitsu competition this weekend. I want to do really well. Um, and yeah, I want to give a shout out to my patrons here. Uh, Kevlar22, EDC, BHE23, Not Louie, um, Andy V, Rooster, Sumatrix, Seneca, Upstream Puddle, Maestro XC, Mods, Mr. Integrity, Avrilian, Can't Make Money, RO, Statistically Random, M. Hayden, Fancy Wolf, Mar- Man, 1856, JZN, Shifty, Rustier, Kaput, uh, Jester, Laser Reservice, Lord Skeletor, Chicken Dinner, Slow Motion, Leo Jetson, Ground Pound 95, and I have a separate list here. And Arfman, McFly, and Ensis88. Thank you all so much for um, listening. Again, sorry for my list here, or my, not my list, my voice. Uh, I'll make a return. I should sound back to normal. If I don't, um, pray for me, because <laughs> I don't know. I I want this to go away, and we'll just see where, where, how I sound next time. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week, um, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.